0: magical hello out there hello world wow it's uh it, it's been a minute
1: you know has it though or it's all times all relative you know it's it, a flat circle it's a donut we're here yep <laughs> we're we're here now though that's all that matters.
0: Uh, we are back for another episode of Five Fins. They said we couldn't do it. I don't know who they is. <laughs>
1: they told us no. We said, <laughs> who are you to tell us no? And who are we even talking to? And then we did it.
0: Yeah, and then we woke up. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we were like, were you having the exact same dream? Holy
0: shit, dude. Wow.
1: Oh, man. Before nothing... we get started, I just got to tuck my boner back back yep. into
0: my pants after that, after the a... show. it's uh yeah it's like (laughs) this this is uh this is why we're not kids content you know what i'm saying this is the this is the uh fish podcast for after hours you know put the kids put the kids away we're talking about some serious (laughs) jamming going on (laughs) we have i'm not gonna say it we have a what would be another not jam-packed i'm not gonna fall into that again we have a very active important opening segment to get to is that good i like it (laughs) don't lie
1: to me i would also i could also you could also say choo choo this train gets a rolling
0: yes i saw a concert um since the last time that we talked on this podcast oh yeah yeah. oh yeah i did i did see
1: i was so sad for a second i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i remembered
0: the fact that i i totally knew that you were not going to remember that and part of it is because you and i have actually hung out twice since the last time we recorded this which is crazy because uh how long were we recording this before you know we could actually like hang out like real people again and we hung out twice since the last one so and played music and laughed and ate diner food Oh uh, yeah. Drank diner coffee. Drank diner coffee. I saw a tray. I mean I was like I, I was like now it feels like long enough ago that am I really gonna like talk about it, but it was amazing. Went to see him at SPAC, my hometown venue.
1: When you and, say uh, am I gonna talk about and then the words tray or fish, yeah, then there the... usually is just like a chorus <laughs> of people like obviously like
0: uh, the crowd's just like
1: come on oh come on we know what's going on
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah it was really fun it was great to see him in i mean first of all it was like amazing to be in a live environment with other fish fans again that was like pretty crazy um it was you know 30 percent capacity too which um which i liked (laughs) personally (laughs) it was pretty great to uh be at like 30% of a fish show in a way, like to kind of get your bearings back. Um, I haven't been to SPAC since you and I saw them in 2014, which may or may not uh, connect to the show that we are covering today, but hint damn, that it definitely does. So I was gonna give
1: you like a whole boo doo doo. Like a uh, fake hang up call out of jealousy of you seeing something new. But now I'm not even going to do that because that was such a good transition. I don't want to spoil it.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately we are going to spoil it because I had kind of more of a robust uh, opening segment topic other than just me seeing Trey, but uh, (laughs) 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 I wanted to point out a couple of things about the show. Uh, Yeah. It had Jeff Tansky playing the keyboards and had uh, a a bunch of the songs at the rescue squad. It was really fun to see after the whole beacon jams thing. Um, You know, the only maybe tiny slight, little bit of a bummer was that Paige had come out the night before, and I was like, well, he's not going to come out on Saturday and not Sunday. And, uh, you know, I was wrong about that, <laughs> as it turns out. But I got to see some songs I was really looking forward to, and I was like, going into the night, I was like, if they do, if he does either bath Gin or The Lizards, I'll be a happy man, and he did both of them and Reba. So I'm like, you know, I'm not uh, going to complain. But it was really fun, and it was cool to see him uh, in a totally solo different environment um it made me really realize the elements of the live show that really are him and it also made me kind of like also hyped to see them at uh hershey pennsylvania which is another thing we haven't added Which is another thing that's happened since the last time we recorded based on that seal noise that Dan just made. You can tell that him and I are both, or was that Jersey Shore? Was it, was it no, like, uh, I'll the, take a seal. I don't, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm down with that seal, you know, like a clapping yeah. seal, I guess. Let's work with it.
0: <laughs> uh, that we are going to the Hershey shows. This which is going to be exciting, an exciting time, and we're going to probably be talking about it nonstop.
1: Unless we're talking about the
0: shows that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. Then,
1: then we'll be talking about those shows, unless we want to relate it to what could happen at Hershey.
0: No, I mean, we're going to be talking about those shows, like, after they happen, there's going to be some kind of oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, that's going to be, yeah. Well, yeah, not, not again, no ones I'll before. apologize. We can, apo- we can apologize before things happen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the internet age. You should really just Boom. prepare for apologies in general. Like we blanket statement. So yeah, uh, the tray thing was fun. We're going to see Fish in Hershey. Fish is close to coming back on tour. They will be. There will be new fish shows later this month, Dan.
1: You know, it's been so long. You
0: wait. It's been eighty four years. know
1: if it's, some, some, if it's gone, and then you just you wonder. You wonder. Yeah. And
0: you wait. You hope. We'll probably have, we'll definitely have a couple out before that, before then, so we can, as we get closer to it, we can get even more, uh, Erect. stupidly excited. <laughs> yes, well said, well said. Okay, so here was what I wanted to do for an opening segment, briefly, Um, and it's not going to be brief because who are we can too late, um, too late. Okay, so here's the here's the situation, right, and I have run this by the person. It's okay to bring up on the podcast. So, my my good, dear friend, my, my, my oldest friend, uh, <laughs> has texted me relatively recently. He was on a family uh, retreat, I guess, or vacation in Hawaii. And, Hawaii. Yes. So, here is, I will read part of our text message conversation. Do you like um, splicing like a jazz, just
1: hit like a letters from people.
0: Yeah, this is going to be our first uh, listener mail segment, which is good because <laughs> he's definitely aware of the podcast. It's possible that he's actually listened to it, but if not, it's definitely. Uh, well, he's not a listener; it's not mail, but we're counting it anyway. It's going to be a listener mail. So, um, we here, make the rules. I can't. <laughs> this is who's in charge of this thing. I have final not me. Say. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, <laughs> we know that that's the dynamic here. Um, I am the I am Walter White and you are Jesse always, which means oh, you're better. Oh, I love it. Which means Bitch. you're better in every way. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Uh, so here's the text nice. that I received. I found out my cousin's boyfriend is really into fish, and he's writes in parentheses. Don't worry, I told him about your pod with a winky face. Oh, um, shit. so. Uh, cousin's boyfriend. I don't know your name, but if you are listening, uh, welcome to Five Fins. Um, and despite uh, what you I just heard, I hope it this far. Yeah, I was gonna say despite what you just heard, there is fish content coming. <laughs> uh, and he says, um, I a- I asked him where to start, and he said Rift, Billy Breeze, and Junta. Yay or nay? So I will ask you, Dan, as my podcast host co-host, what what do you think about what do you think about that that content? And then I will tell you what I said in response.
1: I I like the strategy there. I mean that's sort of the path that i took um except i i feel like i would replace rift with
0: mm, what would i have replaced rift with for a studio album you were definitely yeah billy uh, yeah it, we had Rift billy, billy breeze Breeds. and jenta in here yeah billy breeze and jenta you'd probably keep i right?
1: definitely crushed those because I'm i'm trying to remember what the third one i listened to was I, yeah. I got to all of the, the studio albums. I would, I guess, I would just throw in a live fish album. Like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe slip stitch and pass.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, Something that's like kind of that. yeah, like a fish, an officially released live. Yeah. Yeah. Recording.
1: Just to throw, you know, because because at the end of. Junta, you've got that. The, there's a couple songs, right, that are...
0: Well, there's, like, the Union Federal thing, which is, like, a weird one. live thing, but then there's also um, Iculus would be on Iculus, there. I know that. Yes, um, that was... Ooh.
1: That, that one really got me. That was one of the things. The first time I heard that, I was like, wow. Also, I was walking around campus listening to Iculus, and I was like, what in the world <laughs> is going on? That and feeling
0: then, of, you know, like... I was in love. What? Yeah, What 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 is this? Be- I'm already laughing and I don't even understand it. So give me some kind of understanding of what it is. Right. That was the thing. So here, here's the way I responded to him. And so here's my text. I said, I said, nice exclamation point. you trying to be positive. Um, and message. Nope. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I said, uh, oh wow that's a loaded question (laughs) i mean i mean they are certainly more impressive live than in the studio but in terms of the studio albums these are conventionally seen as the best among fans for the ph that was my response and then i wrote (laughs) uh and then i wrote uh in a separate text because my friend is a is a is a very very talented vocalist and was the uh, was the vocalist in my High school band and uh, has gone on to do a bunch of like acapella stuff. And I wrote uh, their last album, Sigma Oasis, is potentially their best vocally, I'd say. Oh shit! So that was Sigma Oasis is a really good
1: plug too, because that album in general is just you know really good.
0: It's a good good album. Plus, it gives you uh, you know a different flavor of them, especially if you're gonna be listening to like Rift and Jinta and stuff to get to know that they kind of. As awesome as that stuff is, like, also right. have this other side to them. I was like, yeah, yeah he's got to probably be. He'd probably be into that. So,
1: also, you know, I mean, I know it's a cover album, but the Cosmet Vox album is is really <laughs> fun too.
0: Well, so he he listened to Jinta and he liked it, and he's and he listened to Sigma Oasis, and I think he's he he's he's getting more into it, and uh, maybe the podcast mentioned here will will help maybe he'll get more into it with our it's inane ramblings about uh shows but i was gonna say just in general is what's your strategy for like hey for people are like hey i'm kind of into fish and uh or like i'm trying to get into them and i like want to know what to do do you go straight for live stuff or do you also do the because i wouldn't recommend the studio stuff purely on the basis that i feel like they're as much as i like certain studio albums i tend to look at their catalog as like these songs fitting certain like they're almost like pieces of a puzzle that kind of come together in these live shows and i feel like when you get sort of certain songs in the context just of the studio you're kind of losing like the magic of how great that they can actually be so i have trouble being like oh if you listen to billy breeze you're gonna understand the band because you're you're not really but it's a good album. Like I like the songs, obviously. <laughs> so I usually get with like new year's 95 as my recommendation based on the fact that it's available everywhere. Partially, you know, it's officially released and you can kind of, if there's certain elements of that, that you can pick that if you want to go backwards in their catalog, you can, if you like sort of the more composed parts. And then if you like the more like, you know, like the Mike's jam digital delay loop thing, like maybe you can go more in the future, but I don't know. That's just kind of my sense of it, but I know a lot of people who are like you should tell everyone to listen to Rift because that's like the best way to start. So, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, different different uh, different strokes.
1: <laughs> I definitely would take a different strokes. I mean, my thing, right, is that the the end game of getting someone into fish would be get them to go to the shows, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. the best experience. So, I usually try to feel out like how Zany, they like to feel about things. You know what I mean? Like, usually I've got fish playing around me. So that would be when someone says to me, like, oh, I think I like this. This is fish. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And usually, wherever I'm, whatever I'm listening to is what I'll go off of from there. So if they're like, the jamming part of it is what they like, I usually throw on like a super long jam of some sort, whether it's the Ruby Waves one or something earlier like that uh really long runaway gym but if they're just feeling like the rocky kind of silliness of it i like to put on live fish 10
0: yeah get that like kind of goofy vibe yeah
1: goofy and heavy and just awesome yeah it's a good full full circle that show
0: yeah i've often thought about (laughs) like the opposite of this question which is like what would be the last thing (laughs) like you'd want to show somebody be like oh i think this band's pretty cool and it'd be like for me it might be i'm thinking like the 2.0 era like like putting on like a like a winter 2003 album and being like yeah there's five songs in the second set they're all kind of like weird and dark like like i love that stuff knowing the band you know like we've had a uh uh, c- or in our little uh, text threads with our friends here, we've had a uh, 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 or I've had at least some fun with our, our friend Randy, who we've shouted out before on the podcast. Uh, Randy, Randy, shout out! He needs a sound effect. Love you, uh, Bo Bandy. <laughs> can uh, it be like
1: burger sizzling?
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Gut Cassidy and the Sundance cheeseburger. No, um, he's uh. And it's funny to see with him because, like, I noticed some of the, like, the late 90s stuff that I played, he's like, ah, this isn't very good. Like, I think it's, like, there's certain stuff you have to, like, almost know about the, or not, it's not even, like, if you you don't like it, you don't like it, I guess. Like, you don't like the cow funk era or something. But I, I feel like knowing about where they came from, the way they sounded before that, and then going to that makes that better. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes that can be a hard thing to convince people, like, this was actually the best year, even though if you listen to it like 1997 cold, you might be like, what is this? What are they doing? What are these songs? Like, so hopefully our podcast is going to illuminate um, none of this, <laughs> 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 which is what we've accomplished so far. Um, Okay. Uh, Hey, Dan. Hey, Kev. <laughs> I didn't see you there. What Whoa. fish show are we talking about in today's episode? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, man. July
1: kind of... 20th, 2014, year of our Lord, at yeah, uh, Northerly Island. Is that the right? Northerly Island, yes. Yeah, in Chicago, Illinois. 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 Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. The
0: is silent. Illinois.
1: No, that can't be right.
0: That's it. Um, If you say so. <laughs> 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 Chicago. Chicago. That title in town. I've never been to Chicago except for the airport. Have you ever been there?
1: I don't even know if I've been to the airport. I'm sure I've been to O'Hare though. You must yeah, I I would love, imagine. Uh but never never in the city itself.
0: Yeah, everyone like who I've ever there. talked to, yeah, says it's great. So I should Except for the pizza. That's fake. We're gonna have to get that out for our Chicago. Actually, I don't know if we yeah. have Chicago listeners. Come to think of it, well, we lost them now. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: that's my job yeah. on this show, right? Yeah. is to just alienate as yep. many people as possible, so this
0: can just literally be phone conversation. So it could just be it could just be <laughs> punk rock. Yeah, we don't want your uh, corporate deals, Osiris. <laughs> we don't need He's your just Warner kidding. Brothers He's money. Just kidding. Yeah, on, Tom, I'm kidding. Where these so are all much. jokes. Tom, Tom, Tom so understands jokes. He writes jokes in his songs. Yeah. Well, um, I don't so we're going to get to I guess we're going to understand hope, anything <laughs> based on the time that we've already recorded <laughs> um, we can get to uh, more of the sort of expositional elements of this show <laughs> as we're talking about the individual songs but um, definitely worth noting this was the year after the rain so 2013 was the Chicago rain out year um, we can talk about this as we get to it One of the main things we should bring up is that, obviously, Halloween of 2013 was the wingsuit set that took place. That came out as the album Fuego, which would have come out a couple of months before the show we're talking about. Today, we are going to get to (laughs) some Fuego tracks, for sure, in this show. Um, This intro segment has gone predictably awry, so why don't we... refocus, take a time out, and bring everybody back over to the sidelines. But then we will be ready to dive in and discuss the fish show that took place on July 20th of 2014. What do you think, Dan?
1: I think it sounds like a plan.
0: Okay. Well, we will be back with more Five Fence. back to five fins thanks for sticking around they made it through the 15 minute break <laughs> with 15 minutes of ads um we
1: random sponsors
0: yeah not like people who knew that they were going to be sponsored just you and i just talking about things we like that that could be our sponsor not even plugging things just saying yeah. things that we that we like <laughs> like mm, paper. Yeah. Bananas, pretty good overall. Um, water, great. <laughs> we could, yeah, we could get some, some water money. Randy, <laughs> Randy. Uh, um, today's show we are discussing, despite all the things you've just heard, is uh, a fish concert. That's always rough when people say. Fish concert. It's like, it's a show. It's just a show. You went to a show. The show show. show that we are discussing today took place on September. What am I saying? September. Jesus. July 20th. (laughs) 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 Let's try that again. He puts forth (laughs) July 20th of 2014. And we open with the track Gumbo. Lyrics by John Fishman. Uh, So this is the first time that this has opened a show since. Oh. <laughs> Should I make you guess like when you do the other thing? <laughs> well, I I mean, why not? It's the first time they've opened it since. When would you guess the last, b- prior to this 2014 opening, the last time that it had opened a show? SPAC. Yeah, no, it's it's it was a while ago. <laughs> it was a oh. little while ago. 98. 1998 is correct. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: You know what else is hilarious? Is that, that's the song that I picked to ask you, do you know when they first debuted Gumba?
0: Oh, you know what? I spoiled that. I'm sorry. I've always... That's I've okay, because now we're both correct. Yeah, I've always uh, worried that this was going to happen, because I never actually tell you which one,
1: which one... Well, it's the first time that this yeah, has happened.
0: Yeah, so, because it, it's 1990, I know. The last time they opened with it was November 28th of 1998, um you and I are both big fans of gumbo. Um, it, this is a great, great track to open with. This is going to be the moment where I should mention that this is the first time we've discussed a show that I was watching live as a webcast. Um, I had watched all the 2013 ones and I watched, uh, the 2014 shows as well. And I was very excited and I was really, really excited when they opened with gumbo. I can still remember that very clearly. So, um, in terms of the version itself, um, it's a actually pretty standard 3.0 version. It Has maybe a little bit extra on the end, but not a lot. Um, I went with a 3.6. I bumped it a tiny bit based Ooh. on the. uh, uh There's the gonna
1: be some fisticuffs tonight. There's gonna be friend. yeah. We're, I'm
0: gonna be a little lower than you tonight, which is funny, but that's okay. I'm I'm okay. I'm down with it. You're way. I mean, this is a fiver man, for you. You're just
1: off. This is my extra fins wow. Performance okay. for the set. Okay. And and here's why. Okay. <laughs> They
0: start off it it's right seems out like a normal and I. version of it's wow it's gonna get this is gonna, gonna get, get, ugly Pat, this is get Pat Bev and Chris Paul you're gonna somebody's gonna get shoved <laughs> at the end. Of-
1: <laughs> they it it starts off as a normal gumbo right, but then there's the part at the end where normally it would just be Paige playing out, but the band decides no let's go back into the jam again. And boy, that just sets the tone for the entire show. And it just was, to me, just was like a top-notch, awesome thing. Or I was like, man, I wish this was longer. And they were like, oh, did we hear you in the past while you were listening to this in the current time? And then we decided to make it longer in that past moment so that the recording that you're listening to in this present moment becomes longer at the exact same time? Yes, that's what happened. Wow.
0: I mean I respect it. I'm I'm very it's isn't it strange that they don't open with this more often? <laughs> like if they yeah. were a different type of band this would be like, oh, this is our stock opening song to get people excited because they have, you know, their fish. So they have 10 million other choices. Perfect spot. For it's it. pretty great. It, like I said, it just this
1: one like blows the doors open for the show to me. It really did. It just was like I was
0: like, okay. I mean, that's where we're at. If I were to say that my judgment were partially based on listening to that 1998 version, would that, like, slightly excuse me from... (laughs) (laughs) And I know I'm not... I don't try to rate 3.0 versions against 1.0 on this podcast. I feel like I was trying to rate it against other 3.0 ones, but... So, 3.6 is probably low, but, you know, I mean, I do wish they... As an opener I love this. This is great. This is the perfect thing. In terms of I do wish that they would like let Gumbo just go crazy once in 3.0 cuz I think it could be really fun. Oh, but they never really do it yeah. uh, and it always kind of ends up being this yeah, it's like a little tease of what could be this kind of great just weird, rollicking rhythm machine that that song can become and I always yeah. like want more of that. But you know, i i love it as an opener the next track is runaway jim it's funny so we did the the last show that you and i recorded not the last one that went up but was the 1995 uh show from december 2nd i think and right that uh had uh runaway jim in the second slot as well (laughs) after the prince caspian uh so that was a coincidence um I like this version of Jim fine. This is feels like a little bit of an example of they opened with Gumbo, and then they're also kind of, again, opening with Jim. But I don't mind it, and I, I liked this version of the song. Um, listening, I listened to the one for 95 and listened to this one back and forth, oh. and it's so crazy to, you know, I love the 95 one also. It's so crazy to hear the differing roles of the band members just when you jump between those things and how much space there is in these uh recordings i really am a huge fan of the way that the band is recorded in 2014 i just have always felt like these uh i remember the Spac shows that you and i saw at least we saw you um you saw two of the three of the shows from that year and i I remember listening back to them two out of three and it ain't bad bad. neither one of them were bad um but you just hearing listening back to those recordings i remember thinking like oh they're really figuring out their a, like a, the different sound on stage because as much as i love 13 as a year i feel like 2014 the live fish like recordings just sound better so i don't know this was the moment i wanted to bring that up because page is all over the show and we haven't talked about this yet but i'm sure it's going to come up page is like this is like uh page and fishman i feel like both are just having like a field day all over everything and you get it a lot with this runaway gym and i really enjoyed what i heard and this was a rock solid four out of five fans for me. How would you feel about Runaway Jim?
1: I'll accept that. And it's an increase from your last rating. And, and you know, these these things happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I went with the 4.6. My feelings on Jim are like, you know, it's kind of like a Dark Star type of thing with Jim, right? Where there's like this big empty space in between two points. And I know I've said that before. And I'm not remembering Dark Star correctly any time that I say that. But I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't disagree more. But you know, it, it's okay. It's great. I, I this is your punishment for giving gumbo less than a four.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not open ended like Dark Star in any way. But yeah, I mean, no. I, yeah, I, uh,
1: um, but no. In all seriousness, okay. it's uh, <laughs> this was a really good. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, please. I'm gonna keep slapping it out there. It's gonna. It's a. It's a label I'm gonna put on everything uh, okay. tonight. As long as it's, it's a. As long as, as it's a running gag, ridiculous. I won't have to
0: correct you. I can just laugh every time. Yeah. okay yeah <laughs>
1: um I like how Jim does that that thing where the verse ends and then it drops off into a pattern that becomes a jam you know what I mean where yeah. the jam and the song itself even though you can tell uh, that they're playing Jim usually you can you can tell sometimes it obviously hits some pretty crazy uh
0: very rarely but yeah I mean uh, yes yeah
1: type 2 thing or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just such a wholesome feeling where it starts at the bottom and then works its way into all these different parts, and I feel like it gives each member of the band their own space to work from, and it kind of creates these really neat build-ups that are very cathartic to me.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I like it as a... Th- I mean, this is a type one... Oh, and I gave it a 4.6. Yeah, I think you mentioned that, but if you didn't, we can repeat it. Oh, um perfect. Yeah, I think... Uh, I agree with you in terms of this is definitely a type one jam. Most of the versions of runaway Jam that there are, are type one jams. I I mentioned that in the last uh, episode we recorded that, I've always been fascinated by the fact that, like, you know, like, just this handful, like, small handful of times that has kind of gone to this other level. Obviously, there's, like, the Jim Symphony version from 97, you know? And then they've, like, gone type 2 with it in 3.0 and stuff. But, like, it, it never feels like it has this, like, uh, most of the time it is just sort of this early first set energy song. And I'm fine with that. And I think... uh this version is, is pretty good, but it didn't warrant anything for me beyond the floor in terms of like, oh, and then this thing happened, it was and it pushed it over. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Also, I was going to say, ooh, there's a lightning strike outside, so even God disagrees with me, I guess. So there you go. Um, if we lose power I mean, at any point, we'll know and why. my storm stopped, so that, uh, that should tell you that everything should. you need to know, folks. It's not just the weather moving this direction. It's some sign. Um, <laughs> the next song we hit is part of the Gamehenge Saga, and that is the song Tila. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh. So, okay. a Few things. Number one, Tila is one of those songs that uh, this happened to me with Skirming Coil, and I'm trying to think if there were other ones. Definitely, that was the, These are the two that come to mind. Where, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, as much as I always loved Trey's early composed songs, there were a couple that just didn't hit me early on. Esther maybe would be another one where. I I had to kind of, I had to kind of, you know, learn to get into those somehow, but then not even learn to get into them. But I had to sort of like after a while listening to it, suddenly I would have that moment where I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is an amazing song. And, and (laughs) Tila just grew on me. And to the point where now I would say it is probably one of my, like, that would be one of the best ones, I think, to see Fish perform now. Um, as much as I would love to see like Forbins and definitely lizards would be one, but there, there's, um, because of like the way Tila is as a song, I think it actually works really well with the 3.0 band. And, uh, I love the placement of this. I love the performance of it. I still remember this during the webcast. And one thing I will mention really briefly is that, <laughs> Uh, during the webcast it cut out pretty heavily during Tila and it really, really bummed me out at the time. And I read went back and reread the <laughs> fish.net recap and it mentioned this specifically and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I do remember that <laughs> happening. That that it was like they started Tila and then it was like it kept stopping, and then you could kind of hear Paige singing for five seconds. It was like, gosh darn it, I'm so but anyway, so um Tila may be somewhat controversial Tila. controversially gets my extra fins for set one. Wow. Space and I really enjoyed the performance of it, so that is my what did you wait? What did you give Gumbo? I gave Gumbo a 3.6.
1: <laughs> okay, this is close then. This is okay, no sarcasm. I gave Tila a 3.8. Wow,
0: okay, just okay,
1: right? This is insane that this is happening, but it just goes to show you people, yeah, all, all walks of life can get along in the fish <laughs> universe. We don't even have to like the same jaded things as much as the other person likes them but we do have to like all of them jaded noobs just not jaded equally
0: vets, jaded vets jaded it's
1: perfect um yeah it just was you know it's an it's a to me i guess it's 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 pretty normal it's not my favorite um game song um it's still good i feel like Tila has that um that quality to it it's one of those songs and i think there's there's a bunch of them that fish has also and that trey i think solo trey stuff but it, it sounds like it could be a cover. Like what, Mr. Completely, right? It sounds like Yeah. It would it could have like a song that was written at a different time. And if it weren't for them saying things like multi beast and referencing uh like if you just replaced some of the words in Tila and left the melody, like that could totally just be a cover of of a I don't know, like a yacht rock thing or maybe yeah. like sticks type type band. Th- it's really cool. I just love how I love when when they can make songs that sound like that.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you're saying that, though, because that was kind of my... uh, I think I... I, It does feel like it has some elements of Trey's early stuff. The way it kind of changes to that last part and then the melody, like the... Tila, Tila Mm -hmm. thing gets gets teased. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. by the instruments before it comes in. Like, I feel like it's a little more... um, I mean, obviously, there's Yacht Rack that's super complex, I guess, in ways. But I feel like it's oh, it, more... it's
1: definitely more complex than any of the things that I mentioned as far as, like, instrumentals. But style. I think what, you what you're know, saying... I think maybe it just sounds to me... It, I think it sounds... Um, I think I like Tila when I hear it in context, like, with more game henge around it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think what you're keying into is kind of the thing that I was saying about how it, it doesn't grab you in the way that, like, lizards... Colonel Forbin's ascent mocking very yeah. you know it's acdc like it's not like mcgrup yeah it's not it's a little more like mcgrup i guess than those ones right it's like it cuz it's got like that really kind of smooth jazz beginning in in a similar way but i don't know i'm re- i'm a yeah. really big fan of it also in the uh, if you read uh Trey's game edge thesis he talks about like writing it's like i wrote a song for our keyboard player page it was it, amazing. <laughs> it like, it like, <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah, right. He like he barely knew him at that time and he's like, This guy can really sing, like I bet I can write a song for him. Anyway, I've always really loved Tila and uh You know, I had trouble with the extra fins in this set, I have to say. So I was like, I love everything about this, the placement and everything, so go for it. Well, I
1: I do think you've convinced me a little bit, so I'm <clears throat> gonna bump myself to a four. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to do that, but I Well that's what that's, just why, happened. that's what happened. That just happened. Like Kevin
0: Garnett said, Kevin. Yeah. Any-
1: Anything is possible.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our next song is the line. N-
1: next. <laughs>
0: our next. Is there song- a skip button. Uh, there's no skip button. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, our next tune is uh, <laughs> The line. Dan, yeah, uh, I gave it a two. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have to say. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Come on. We can't do a whole podcast. (laughs) I know about a band. and never say anything bad about them. Go ahead. Just give. Just give me. Just give me some thoughts. What are you? What are you? Some of your thoughts about the line.
1: I like the chorus.
0: You like the chorus. The
1: ooh. Yeah, I do like that. I hate that. I
0: hate that. But okay. But I know. Anyway, sorry.
1: I don't like the the way that it comes. Like I don't know. The lyrics maybe would be better, or, like, un- I don't know. Something is weird, the The way that, like, the, the verses go. It just seems so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, just, it, just is, it just seems so corny. I don't know. And it just, I used, to, I thought that I liked the line. Yeah. Because, as you know, like, I used to tease the crap out of you about it.
0: Yeah, and, you did, and I, and I believed it. And I think maybe it. it was,
1: like, a punishment. <laughs> and, and I actually believed it myself, I think. And then I just, like, this last time I listened to it once, um, the first time I listened and then each time that I listened to it after that, I was like, I hadn't heard it the first there
0: time. There is, there is one thing this, this is, uh, like I've, uh, uh, for listeners of, of the podcast, uh, in, in the past, I've mentioned that, uh, placement is very important for me. And if you talk about, yes, if you talk about bad placement, I mean, this is just, and, <laughs> and the thing of it is like, okay, so the line, I mean, I have a take, I have a complicated relationship with the line, Dan. And it's more complicated than I thought. I thought you liked it. And then we had a conversation. We don't usually talk about the shows, but something came up very briefly. And you mentioned you let out like a very heavy sigh about the line in the show. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's on that. My thing is like, so I remember when I played in the wingsuit set um, and just being like, huh, I'm not sure about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then it just, to me, it, like it's, you talked about like um the Trey Solo you said something about like earlier about like something that could happen in Trey Solo work. Like this is something to me that's just like this isn't the right this isn't the way that I want fish to play music. <laughs> like this like they they are good at so many right. things. That I feel like this is like one thing that they do not need to like attempt. And by the way, you and I like have made several basketball references throughout this. This is a song kind of about basketball. Like the fact that they right. Fish could write a song about basketball that neither you or I like is kind of annoying. Uh, I like the beginning of the song. I like that like little groove. I just don't like mm. the you don't see it on like okay. So we're on opposite ends of that. I just the the yep. chorus to me like the and the actual. The woo-woo-woos I can kinda get behind when Trey's soloing, but when it's like the uh literally just the piano and him doing the step to the line thing. I mean, I don't know
1: It sounds like Fish covering fish. Like it sounds like Fish is trying to do See an impression uh, of
0: fish. I don't know. It sounds very like we are trying to get on the adult contemporary station you know like which is like a thing nobody cares about but like you know what i mean like this is something that could play on like uh i don't know you ever flip through like nobody ever flips through the radio anymore but like there's like those stations that play like this kind of like you know quote-unquote alternative for something but it'll just be like yeah. this kind of Was like the
1: line a single
0: you know dan that is an excellent question i don't think so. i don't know. I Yes. Okay. Oh no. Wow. Okay. Can you guess what the lead single from uh, from? Waiting all night. Oh, did you already look? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, this one was released. But after that. I, I didn't,
1: I didn't see the line. I um, I waiting, would, on I not waiting all night. The line in five fifty.
0: I thought five fifty five would have been the well, whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't that's know. Such a good song. We're gonna hit the line and other things. The, the, the thing to me is like it's just it's not um.
1: We're going to step up to the line. It's
0: t- yeah, it's, there's, um I can, I I like it more than you do, based on what you're telling me. Because I actually think that if I can get beyond my dislike of the chorus to get to how, it, and I could, like, the end part is kind of the chorus over and over again with Trey soloing. So I would figure that you would like that, right? Like, do you think that that part is okay? I don't know. It's very, like, mid-level fish jamming, though, at its best, so yeah so you yeah. know what we've oh i get the
1: line I, I i will try to see the future from the line that's
0: <laughs> well it that's what i I, I guess i i outranked you with the 2.3 i did not anticipate that i was gonna <laughs> i i bumped it 0.3 because i actually thought uh because you know what it was i listened to the actual fuego album version mm. and then i listened to our live version and then i just did the probably incorrect uh point three bump just for like of course everything's better you know If you're gonna just go from that one to to the other one um let's let's we'll we'll get we'll we'll talk about the line more people uh look we we're not we're not often haters on this podcast this is good content that's what we're doing um son of a mule shaking it up oh yeah is our next track um what do you think about son of a mule dan
1: i think son of a mule is great and it would be a really good outlaw country song. Like, picture Willie Nelson singing "Son of a Mule," but like slower.
0: Son right? of a mule. Yeah. Okay.
1: Get him along. a yeah. Mule. Yeah. Exactly. So, um. And this mean this version's it's pretty Ooh, average. Laser though. beams. Um, laser beams. How yeah, do you do? How you do you do? do, you do Willie
0: Nelson do it? Saying like laser beams.
1: Laser beams. Laser beams. I don't even know. I think it's more in the guitar of his, right? <laughs> yeah. He'll do it on guitar. but um, uh, I gave it a four. Um, okay. It, it it's a it's a cool version, but I feel like just in that year alone, there's probably also bigger versions or versions around. Although I will say, we I watched the video of it. There's a video. Yep. On YouTube, and um, I didn't realize that the marimba was the thing making that synthy sound, like the bass synth sound. Yeah, see, this is at that one yeah. part.
0: This is where we're gonna get into and territory of yeah. like. Uh, this is a video I've seen so many times that I actually forgot to text you that there was a video. <laughs> 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 I mean, so yeah, I, I'm curious. Before, so, sorry, uh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I, I interrupt. Oh, you. when yeah, when he hit the when he started using the marimba, and I, I was like, oh man, I need one of those immediately because that just sounded sexy.
0: Oh, the marimba lumina.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which made its first appearance in 2013 and then got increased usage from 14 to 16 to the point where I would say by 16, it was being used a little too much, it was a little too much, too much exposure. But uh, (laughs) to each, we got it, well, yeah, we got to hit a 16 show though where like they would randomly start playing it and you're like, oh, this is not. This is not the right time. This is not, this is not the place nor time. Trey, get back on the guitar, my friend. We love you, baby. But uh so no, I mean, uh before I say what I feel of it, like do you like uh Scent of a Mule live generally? This is a touchy question for even hardcore fish fans.
1: I liked it the first I've we've seen it a bunch, a lot. A bunch.
0: I mean, it comes and up. It, it's one. They're not afraid to play it. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't be upset if it was replaced by things at a show I was at. I do like seeing it though. Yeah. The middle part.
0: Yeah, the mule duel, as it's known,
1: is great. I love that. I love that. I mean, I yeah, I like seeing it. I like seeing son of a mule. I like son of a mule.
0: <laughs> okay, you just went through all the stages that I also go through where my i asked you that question and your mind what your mind said no and then and then you went right what? and then you went well but i do like and i like and then the song you know what it is this is always yeah. my thing with this is like i love the album cut from hoist it's so it's good it's so good shout out bella fleck shout right? out bella fleck bela, bela oh, God. sorry whatever Bayla. sorry right. and then he's got it he's he's fine um Friend, of you might be listening in the the podcast (laughs) um but (laughs) yeah the live thing i I mentioned earlier like things like the last thing you should put on to get someone into them unless you unless you were somebody was like unless somebody was like i love primus and you'd be like well all right i mean this guy oh yeah yeah that's a good i like that but like you talk about like Oh what what is this song? Well, it's like a funny fake bluegrass song that in the middle for some reason has an inexplicable uh klezmer breakdown, right? Is that like Jewish kind of party,
1: right? Yeah, it I think that sounds right, klezmer. I think that's right
0: yeah like klezmer music like that yeah and uh by the way and mike gordon this is uh the words of mike gordon he has referred to this song it's the closest they ever get to Jewgrass, which i guess is some kind (laughs) of a genre combining bluegrass and and klezmer music so i mean if that exists that does sound like a hell of a time to get uh wine drunk too and just hang out in a dance hall sounds fantastic yeah just getting it done um Oh man, there's a movie called Dummy. I would need a, I'd need a leg brace because my
1: knees would just be going up, up, down, up and down, up and down. There's a movie It'd probably gets sore. There's
0: an indie movie I saw. One. It's called Dummy, and it's about a guy trying to learn how to become a ventriloquist. And his sister in the movie is trying to. I think it's his sister is trying to. Uh, you know, she's in a band, and the band's going nowhere. So they t- pick up these like Jewish party gigs, and they're doing klezmer music, and they get really good at it. And it's like you watch it, and you're like, I would dance to that. That shit's awesome. Anyway, uh, but. So it's yeah, one of those things—the the, the bop. So when you hear a bop, like a boom, bop, yeah. bum, boom, bop, it's just da, that da, instinct da, 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 in
1: your body. Just it's like go dance, move, move your hips. Yeah,
0: move your hips. Yeah. So I like that. This is right, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, no, I do, I do love it. It's always been the most like, I think this is the kind of thing that people. Th- I, I, okay, let me put it this way. I think this. I think what they do with "Son of a Mule" live is like the negative perception of what people think jam bands are. Where in the middle of a song that has nothing to do with anything, they just randomly go off on a tangent for no reason. And I think one of the things that both you and I love about them, if I may speak for you, is the idea that you can you, you can hear. It's kind of that narcissism of small differences thing. Like you can hear notable differences in versions of "Down with Z's" that are, you know relatively close to one another stylistically or aren't just long solos, right? (laughs) And we can kind of have these debates about like the things that are relative. Whereas um, set of a mule always comes across as like, a little bit more in the vein of look how many notes we can play than i like fish to be generally but with that said i mean first of all i like this version a lot this is also a very memorable moment from that show where they walked over to trays i was a page and mike walk over and start holding candles on page on uh, fishman's drum kit yeah. and then they all start playing fishman's kid while he's playing the marimba thing Again, that kind of hit a fever pitch in like the 2016 era to potentially a fault, but in this point, it was. I I still remember. It's funny how memory works. Watching this show, I totally remember the gumbo opener, and I totally remember this. These are the two big moments from the first set. I remember really well were these two things. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I uh, I, I like this version of Scent of a Mule uh, quite a bit. I gave it 4.2 fins. So that was my rating for that. Um, the next song we hit is Bathtub Gin. What are your thoughts on uh, the old gin here, Dan?
1: I gave it a 4.2. Um, Pretty normal gin. Nothing really too crazy that jumped out, but it does get ripcorded also. The ending, I shouldn't say ripcord, because who knows who wanted to end the song. You, you can you can point to Trey, but yeah, the abruptness of it kind of kills off the excitement of the buildup to me. If It, it could be the same length, but taper off a little bit more, and I would... I would like it a lot more. But the abruptness kind of shocks me. Shook me
0: to the core. Huh. Yeah, it does get a little bit ripcorded. That actually didn't bug me as much, but I remember you know, that was still something that was kinda happening at this time. You know, that was that that wasn't like uh you know how like uh when we look back at history, it's like the 60s and the 70s, and you go, well, in 1970 was still kind of the 60s. Like, <laughs> people did that with ripcording with the fish community, where it was like, Tahoe Tweezer happened, no more ripcords. It's like, yeah, that didn't really happen. Like, Trey was still kind of holding <laughs> the plug on stuff occasionally. Uh, with that said, I mean, yeah, I, I like this version of Jin. I mean, Jin is always, it's strange when it doesn't end a set, when it's just in a set, because they have to make yeah, a decision well, to either end it or extend it into something else and so i think it always that's what i was gonna say is it it actually it
1: kind of begins the never-ending set here of yeah of just like (laughs) set closer after set closer
0: yeah kind of yeah right it's kind of we talked about that with the 95 show where it's like the last like four songs for like you have to check your streaming app like is this how many is this (laughs) is this the on this isn't the encore okay uh i liked this version of Jin a lot actually i there was some um teasing going on at the beginning of it so he's playing. Oh yeah, he's doing the at the very beginning. Isn't he doing the uh, "Son of a Mule"? He's doing the little, uh, you know, da 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 thing in during gin, which I always like when songs in a set infect other songs. I always think that's adorable. Yeah, I I really liked this version of it though. I thought I thought this was good. I thought again, you're mentioning the space thing that you're feeling between the band members. In 2014 I feel like they were really coming to their own on that front Um, just in general the way I feel about 2014 is that it has sort of the same flavor and ideas of 2013 but (laughs) these songs just kind of inserted in there (laughs) that maybe don't quite fit so we already talked about the line Mm -hmm. there's an example coming later from Fuego that I think actually fits better and I like a lot more but I think, yeah, if you look at this from... We talked about Tila, If we kind of skip over the line, we get the son, which of, we do. son of a mule into gin, <laughs> And then I think that really works pretty well for me in terms of like going from gin into Silent in the Morning, which comes next. So I think I I really enjoyed the version of gin though. I thought this was a pretty good version of it. And I was consciously not trying to penalize it for n- not being the last song in the set. But I will ding it a little bit for setless set placement because I feel like this could have ended the set and we could have reshuffled things a little bit here but i was a i was a pretty big fan of this i actually went with a 4.5 so i guess i out outfinned finned you there you, you stop out finning me it's making me look bad
1: <laughs> our roles are switching that's okay though <laughs> The next one I might surprise you with. So,
0: so Silent comes next. Like I said, which, they kinda they yeah. come out of that. So it's a horseless version of Silent, which was happening a tiny bit around this time. They did that I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh my gosh, I'm such a bad fish. No, fan. it's okay. It was happening a little tiny bit uh in this I apologize period. to our, our hardcore. Our listeners. Hard, hard, the, I'm doing uh, a lot of apologizing yeah. tonight. <laughs> a, this is the apology <laughs> episode. For sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just kind of around this time, because, like, I remember the uh, there was, of course, the the Dix version where they were spelling, most shows spell something backwards, backwards. Um, <laughs> so they had to go from Harry Hood into Silent in the Morning. That's the one I was remembering. But, yeah, just around this time, there were some tweezers from 2013 that went into Silent. There was a, there's a, <laughs> there's the gin we were doing today. There's the devotion to a dream from the man earlier in 2014. There was a simple in 2015. And then since then, it's been back to the horse. So they, they've shaken it up a tiny bit uh, in this era. Um, I don't know. I, liked, I love Silent in the Morning. I actually don't mind hearing it randomly without the horse sometimes. But if I had my druthers about this stuff, I would... Uh, horse and Silent in the Morning would be always the penultimate track of the second set. You know, it'd be like all the jamming and then it'd be horse silent in the morning and then like first tube or something just to like bring it around. Ooh. That's always what I feel like. It, it should be like the cool down before the final ramp up. I always feel like that's a good place for it. But uh, I don't mind hearing silent ever. And uh, I liked it after gin. I went with a solid four. So I went with a five. And all I can think is
1: this must have been where the brownie was like really getting to me (laughs) that I had eaten before because of all the chocolate. Listened and rated it because of the chocolate, all of the chocolate, the sugar high. Yeah, uh,
0: that'll get you. Must have really been kicking in because
1: this it was it was it was way chocolatier than I was expecting. Um, that does happen, and it throws uh, you off. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're like,
0: is this a dark so chocolate? I was like, brown. Oh, okay. I was
1: like, damn, this is a lot of chocolate. But thank goodness, fish is here for me. Silent in the morning is such a beautiful, calming song, and it's it really is great for that role. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of moments in fish shows where like, they could they put you right up there on the edge, and you're like, oh boy, my brain is. Okay, I, I don't know how much more of this solo I can take. This is a, this is a lot to to take in. <laughs> and Silent in the morning is kind of like, hey man, it's okay,
0: we're all here, yeah, we're all good, all it's all good. Man. It has that bouncing around the room quality of like, yeah, you know exactly what, and they're gonna build up to a thing, but you know exactly how they're gonna build up, so it's fine. You're like, you're good to go.
1: And the ending is so satisfying to Silent in the Morning, right? Like yeah. it, just the way it resolves, it's like so
0: gorgeous it's a beautiful song gorgeous gorgeous, darling. gorgeous. <laughs> it's so beautiful and i've always thought it was funny that it contains the words lunchtime and arteries <laughs> like i hate those lyrics in some ways but in other ways i'm like i kind of love the balls of just being like oh, this is a beautiful song let's think about lunchtime fuck it like what are people gonna yeah
1: <laughs> um and to con and you can contrast that with the the lyrics of uh divine creation hears me and squashes, squashes me with me fear, fear right like yeah. that's just Vicious,
0: classic Tom. So next we go into Maze. This is playing into your theory of uh, never the never-ending, end uh, like the 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 set closer that is always right around the corner. Exactly. <laughs> they don't usually. Maze,
1: this is a impossible. Yeah. Hey, because the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yep. Do-do-do. We got a little bit of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the uh, th- they don't usually close sets with maze like i feel like if you hear base it's like oh there's gonna be something else so you know i liked this version of maze and i don't have a ton to say about it other than that i enjoyed it did you have like a lot of it's like every Um... version of maze is great so these this is one that's kind of hard to rank and if it's in a first set and it's not like they stopped some crazy jam to play it I, it's pretty it's gonna be pretty hard for me to rank <laughs> so i went with four yeah. i went with 4.5 here if it's in a first set and it's just cranking like this i'm good to go i don't care what era it is so
1: yeah you know maze to me it kind of is like a dark star <laughs> in in that, in that it's it's, it's sort of like how fish is similar to the it's yeah. like as close as fish gets to the day i mean like there's guitars um,
0: and stuff it's like pretty similar yeah
1: and there's, like, a spaciness to it, <laughs> and there's lyrics, and they're on two separate sides of a jam, which, again, I know I'm incorrect about. However, I can't back down now, people. I have to make this yeah. happen in my head. <laughs> 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 this maze, yeah, I gave it a 4.8. I thought that Trey and Page were just the communication between the two of them its just absurd in this, in this version like they really were bouncing off each other a whole bunch i didn't write down any timestamps but they were really really feeling it um i felt and uh i just love that dark sound that fish creates when they're playing maze like who, who can't love that yeah so yeah 4.8 it's uh welcome definitely one of my favorite songs I just i love maze i love the speed of it the
0: it's cool, like one of the. It's like one of the fish songs with the yeah. highest batting average. <laughs> we yeah, usually, yeah we exactly. Usually do, That's it. We usually do a basketball re- shooting percentage. Let's say. <laughs> no, no, no. We usually <laughs> do basketball <laughs> references. No, it's like it's really like it's, uh, you know, like if you they. It's one of the ones where if it's placed, you know, if uh, I don't know, like maybe they can kind of screw up the. Like I'm trying to think. Like I think they've there's been second set ones where you're like, oh, this is a little. <laughs> this is a little late in the game <laughs> for this. Yeah, but you know,
1: Maze, Maze is like the uh, Golden State Warriors when they set the record <laughs> for the most wins. We're like, yeah, there were a couple losses in there, but did anyone really yeah. notice? Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, you know. Um, No, I I don't know. I mean, it's uh, they play it in 3.0 a certain way, and they pretty much never deviate from that, and they don't need to, because it's just a perfect formula of Page Solos and Trey Solos. <laughs> and then they bring it right. up. And, uh, t- you know, it's going to be a hard one to be like, well, I don't know. This one was, I mean, of course, like it's Maze. It's always going to be good. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, Ocelot is our next song.
1: Where is that now, though, right? Ocelot,
0: Ocelot, where have you yeah, gone? Yeah, where has it gone? It's uh, actually a relevant question <laughs> in Fish <set> list. um <laughs> Right? Okay, so... What do you think about Ocelot? You're 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 a fan, right?
1: I like it. I gave it a four point three. The the jamming in it is great. See, this that's the thing with the new that I won't say the the all of the new Fish songs because I feel like the newest Fish songs sound different even than that era of Fish songs when they were writing. But there's like a uh, I guess the, the 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 song structures themselves, like Alaska and Ocelot and. There's a, there's a couple other ones that they're like pretty straightforward and it was clearly just to get to a jam, like a song to get to a jam. The lyrics are super cool, super cute and it's nice and it's like a bobble. I feel like Ocelot's one of those ones, it's, this is what I should be, this is all I need to say, is it's one of those songs and I think there's another one later that we'll get to but seeing it live is great, is really great, but listening back to it sometimes can feel tedious.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I feel that way specifically. T- to me, Ocelot, I've always been surprised by like the uh, indifference slash uh, dislike of Ocelot in the fish extended online community. Um, I will agree with that for sure. Yeah, in terms of but... the ones that from Joy that people disliked, like I, you and I both, I think, can actually still we still kind of get down with Alaska. But I definitely can.
1: Yeah, those people are wrong though. Well, right, Alaska is amazing. But at least Alaska
0: <laughs> has, yeah. At least Alaska, though, I can see people being like, it's a little, it's a little more heavy-handed and kind of on the nose. <laughs> We're doing Tennessee Jed, but it's Alaska, and whatever. Um, uh, with yeah, I, with ocelot, yeah. I mean, it's Kill Devil Falls part two. Yeah, I feel like the, yeah, I have a Alaska theory that there's is. an extended universe that involves the the Falls character. We
1: know it. We know it. We know these things, man. We He's know. He's waiting them. for
0: her to come around in the guesthouse. Do we kids.
1: have evidence? No. Do we need it? No. Not in this day It's not age.
0: Trey. It's like some. It's it's like a version of that type of person at that time, but not him. But yeah, I mean, I think the thing to me is like it's just. I yeah, I, I've never had any real negative. Opinions about a lot uh, about uh, <laughs> Alaska. Here we go. Uh, about ocelot. Um, our our buddy Mike, who's kind of the silent third podcaster in this podcast, is a big ocelot person with an ocelot yeah. sweatshirt. Um, I, which is yeah, great. I just uh, I've just always really liked it. This is a good placement, I actually think. Like penultimate first set, kind of just you know stretching out a little bit, but not so much. And then we get to like more of a traditional ending coming up, but. I, I like Ocelot. I I went with 4. I don't know. I I've always uh, enjoyed this song and like you say the jam is always a little underrated, I think. Like yeah. yeah. And
1: uh yeah, it's kind of it's Like Light is another good example. Light is But Light's like, like, a like a second set like it like gets to a jam. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. the verses and stuff they they're they're there because you need to get to a space where you can jam.
0: But at least Light had like the it's the second set like had type two jams immediately. I think Ocelot just like,
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I
0: see what yeah. You're I think Ocelot just like, has always like kind of occurred to people as like a time filler, which to an extent it probably was before they had like another seven new albums or whatever to play. since then <laughs> if you include like all the Trey shit, and that Fox, on. but like, you know, I've just always like kind of been puzzled by the feeling that when you're at a fish show, like the more grateful deady type songs, seem to play really well versus the I guess maybe more beard strokey online content uh online fish fan people being like being like well it's the this is the time and you were saying you feel like it doesn't extend well when listening back to it I mean I guess I don't feel that way specifically like I guess I my thing with it is and light would be an example of this too it's like when it starts you think oh am I going to devote x amount of time to this song I've heard right yeah that's exactly actually that's exactly what i was thinking when i said that yeah Yeah. and so i definitely get that but when i'm especially like for this i'm like yeah i'm gonna listen to ocelot i love this fucking song (laughs) like what am i doing like what are we what are we doing here we're not on earth for that for that long dan we gotta enjoy every ocelot that comes our way um the next uh song is the set closer um which is walls of the cave I don't have a lot to say about this. I like Walls of the Cave. I gave this a 3.8 because I felt like it was like eh, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was better than average, uh, and it always gets kind of fired with the tray stuff. So I always end up bumping it from like a 3.5 to something, but didn't want to go for a full A uh, four-fin ranking, so I went 3.8. How do you feel about Walls of the Cave, Dan?
1: I am not sure how I feel about it. yeah
0: actually team. more of a controversial uh another one that's kind of I think a little yeah. bit of a controversial one in the fan base this
1: is our 10 this is my Tennessee jet or what's the one is it this is like my Mississippi
0: half step oh really this is one you don't yeah. like it's,
1: Well, no I shouldn't say that because they like actually don't like Mississippi half step no I um, referencing I just... our
0: po- sister podcast 36 front vault and guys please don't sue us because we love you so much
1: and Mr. Hyden I we're,
0: we're for Hyden love you. I, I love you so much it's um, going get worse and worse no Mitch it's gonna be so that's bad that's Mitch his, no what are you talking about it's Rob and Mitch who host that podcast Rob and Mitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Walls of the Cave it's a good song but I just I don't know it's a good song I, that's all I can really say yeah, I also gave it a three-point. I feel like I'm just going to ditto. Everything that you just said, I said the same thing.
0: Some people, <laughs> some people... Although I'm not a huge fan, yeah. Are not. against Walls of the Cave because it is... I, th- I think they're against it because it's taking the spot of a, you know... I mean, they did Antelope earlier in Something this run, else. but like Yeah, Bowie, well,
1: I would prefer... Yeah, I would definitely prefer... I would prefer Walls of the Cave somewhere else in, in the first set. That would be better than ending a set. I feel like it makes everything it makes it it makes it feel too predictable. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yes, I do. I the though I, I'm still pro. I think I yeah, when they start Walls of the Cave, you know it's the last song. So that it has that going against it, right? <laughs> like they never right. they never do Walls of the Cave and then Apper. you know what I mean? it's like it's that's the end. Um <laughs> But that would be That pretty would be cool. Sexy. Like you know, to just throw it off a little bit, but like I've always been my thing is, like, why have they never opened a show with the walls of the cave? <laughs> I always feel like that would be a really good move, because it starts really slow, and then it builds to the crazy things, and then the, the guitar solo. Get, and then if they went into, like, a, I don't know, an ICU or something right after, yeah. I feel like that would be really great. And they never do that, but, um, yeah, like you say, the predictability of it hurts it, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of And it's worth noting that I think, and I could look this up, but I think that they didn't. They hadn't brought it back that much in 3.0 prior to this point. Well, I mean, I guess they did it. They did a couple times in 2010, and then 2011 it was coming back. But I feel like yeah, 13 and 14 is like when it kind of like became the standard, like first set closing thing. Because even if you look at like the 2010 versions, they would still do it in middle of the first set, or so. That actually was still relatively recent at this time. Um, but, you know, now that we are this far removed from it, it just feels like, oh, of course it ends. It always ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I like Walls of the Cave. It's a it's a is probably our debut on, on this podcast. Right. Um, oh, shit. Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, it's a co- it's a cool like a multi part song, too. I like like songs that are like banned on the run. By, oh yeah, you know, yeah by wings where it's just like that it's like there's it's one song but it's three songs kind of you know the silent trees part is different yep. and so i'm into it um we both agree it, it's it's getting to that point where with down with disease with opening second sets where it's like okay like just put it anywhere else like just put it anywhere else <laughs> it's been fun but you know let's shake it up it's like I always wear this shirt on Tuesdays. Let me wear it on Thursday. <laughs> that's an indication. Unless it's a shirt that says yeah, It's Tuesday. Tuesday, in which case Tuesday. You definitely Tuesday wear it is on the new Thursday Monday. Because yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Thursday is the new Saturday or something. Uh that's actually just an indication that I only have seven shirts. That's like a <laughs> cry for help <laughs> for my wardrobe. Um so that was the end of set one. And uh I would say pretty good set, but we are going to approach a really good set in uh, oh. set two here. So we will be right back oh. <laughs> with more.
1: Five pins. More five pins.
0: Five when, that's when that's when
1: the the lights go down, yeah. And then you know it's not just the guys checking the instruments anymore.
0: All right, we are back on stage. CK 5s about to dial it up, but we the blue lights are on, and we just pick up the instruments. And We're reading we signs, reading some signs. Yeah, they're still doing that, laughing a little bit. Well, I guess that was kind of over. Uh, uh, next finding
1: it hilarious, looking at the girls in
0: the front row. <laughs> exactly um we open with down with disease
1: what no way yeah
0: i know yeah two set one closer set two opener (laughs) pretty uh pretty road here so down with disease opens this up um this is a good version of down with disease disease is going to be a tough thing to rank in this period because of how great it was and it continues to be i mean you know once they come back, presumably, yeah. talk about a song that has a really high batting average, but also is like used a lot and kind of in the same way, over and over. Yeah,
1: I'd say disease is probably like
0: six, seven hundred. It's not. Yeah, it's not a thousand, but it's like yeah, it's probably it's like not bad. Of, not it's in like the eight hundred. Always <laughs> great, but it has it's got
1: potential. You know, it's it's swinging yeah. for the fences every time.
0: Yeah, it's like it would be the greatest hitter of all time if it was actually a baseball. There player. are
1: there are there are periods where you wonder if it's doping.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's steroid, there's steroid eras, performance enhancing. There's kind of like substance. speed speed eras. Yeah, in the late nineties, sh- yeah, pedals, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the PEPs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I gave this version a four point three. I think it's better than um and by the way with the fin rankings again i'm doing them against other versions around this time plus if you're ranking something one out of five three is average right
1: <laughs> you know i wondered that myself and i don't know how to do it so there's no zero yeah, the way i'm doing my, it there's no my zero average is scale. like a three eight three five something like that three eight, well, I, four, i'm saying mathematically
0: four. if there's no zero right one, two, then, three, yeah. four, five. Three would be average. So, so if I'm giving something a four by three, it means I think that it is more than a little bit above average.
1: Well, <laughs> this is fish, right?
0: I mean, maybe we should adjust our scale, but we can't do that. <laughs> it's too late. It's too, We already did that one. <laughs> we probably once. should
1: have just done it out of three.
0: <laughs> well, we were going to do that, but then I don't want to give and I don't want to ever be like, something's a one. That just seems like oh, unless yeah. it's, it's like not really. Right. That's why we need really all five dangerous.
1: numbers. The other ones are reserved for,
0: yeah. I, that's why I like doing the decimal points because this is, I would say it's a little bit more than a four, but it's nowhere near five. <laughs> that would be my stake. I
1: would say that's fair. Yeah. I did give it a 4.5. Okay. Um, it has yeah, that fair. serenity yeah. type of jam where it's like, you it know, does. it's kind of like a dark star where it, it like, it just kind of gets really pretty out of nowhere. You know, there's like singing right and then and then jamming <laughs> and and the jam can be yeah, really really great that happens with Darkstar too it's kind of the same yeah it's like yeah, very similar it's like a format type, type, of, <laughs> type of you know
0: <laughs> i edited all of that out of the original time you did it because even my explanation wasn't good so yeah. yeah this is great this is going this well is wonderful. this is podcast like jokes for only people just that's an inside <laughs> joke it's an inside joke within so a podcast bad. yeah yeah that's what we're
1: trying to create as many inside jokes as possible <laughs> that way when you go back and re-listen you get, you get the job you can't you, yeah <laughs> i mean all diseases have there's obviously like a similarity or like a, a vein to di- 3.0 disease um but i i yeah there's this one kind of hits like a really pretty very 3.0 type jam and very partial of that style so i went four and a half or maybe it's 4.3 i can't read my own handwriting
0: Yeah, it feels like uh, it has the build-up to what could be, you know, like a gigantic multi-part version of disease, and then it does, like, just pull back and stop. Um, It's kind of, this is one I would say it's partially Ripcord, but maybe, like, Trey, you know, in other words, Trey kind of pulling pulling the reins onto some other song, but it's also just sort of, like, jamming that, was happening in the early part of the 3.0 era where it feels like there's just a moment where, like, in the slightest kind of moment of I'm not sure where this can go, they decide to go to a different song where yeah, I think that has changed, you know, in the ensuing years where Trey's been much more comfortable just saying, well, I'm just going to let Paige take three minutes, you know? Like, he'll figure something out, you know? like And it feels like they're still kind of getting not getting their sea legs because obviously they've already done the Tahoe and and then all the Fall 13 stuff, which we didn't even talk about. I think how impactful that was on 2014 as a year, like Fall 13 being so good. Boy, wasn't it.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like in different, like now, maybe disease, instead of going into the next song, it just is that length. It just doubled up. Yes, yeah. In in size.
0: Exactly. So uh, the next song is Winter Queen. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get you there. We'll we'll get you there. Uh, I'm learning. <laughs> yes, Ralph. Um, Winter Queen. What? Uh, uh, any any uh, specific thoughts on Winter Queen here?
1: Um, it's you know it's a pretty standard thing. I will say I feel like it's another one where maybe I don't know how people feel about it, but when I first hear it starting, I kind of am amb- ambivalent, or I'm like you know, uh, Winter Queen, and I expect it to be a pretty average version, and I would say this was average, but something I never notice, or, well, not never notice, because obviously I noticed it, but um, that I all never think about going in is, uh, you know, uh, John Sullen Melancholy is just all over the drums. Yes, uh, He is very talented, and, you <laughs> know, it's it still boggles my mind. Anytime that he's so up front, In his drumming, like, uh, I feel like on this version, he's really out there in front of uh, the other sounds. Maybe that's on purpose by uh, Trey and the band kind of pulling back a little bit. Give him more space in this song, particularly because of how the drum pattern is anyway. Uh, But, yeah, his drumming just seemed really exceptional to me in this. But I still um, just went with a 3.8 kind of felt average to me. But it was actually, you know what, I'm going to bump it up to a 4 because coming out of disease also it, it kind of
0: yeah I gave it a 3.8 <laughs> oh
1: man I should have left
0: it let's leave it we, we're locking it in locking uh, it. Winter Queen to me um, has always reminded me of the song The Architect um, in the drum beat and both of them were also songs that I think well The Architect I guess was debuted <clears throat> by Fish the previous year but um, Winter Queen was a song that had existed as a tab song uh, <sighs> prior to the Fish performances. I, I to me, oh. uh, and then it made you know, and then it's on Fuego. I always just had a really soft spot for Winter Queen. It's such a beautiful song. It's just so yeah. it's so satisfying. And it, this one has always surprised me that people don't bring this up as one that seems like a pretty direct. Grateful Dead type of connection to me? I don't know. It's something about the way the lyrics are. Are you
1: making a joke or or am I? I'm not. I swear I'm not. (laughs) That's the funny thing is that it's like,
0: yeah, I was thinking about it. But no, really, it does. Doesn't it? I don't know. It's always kind of had that vibe to me like a, like he's gone when he's gone was that loping kind of like, you know what I'm saying? That kind of loping rhythm that. Before it became more kind of dirgy. but yeah, I it's one that I've always really liked. Not actually specifically that was actually something I thought of <laughs> before I knew there was gonna be some running bit here. But Man, uh, that's great. That's so yeah, wonderful. I just thought, you know, I I've I always kind of felt that with this song, but also I I there is also kind of a very Tom Marshall quality to some of the lyrics too. I guess that you could say. I I like I like Winter Queen and uh, this this one. I was comparing this one and. Uh, the line in the first set where I feel like both of them sort of interrupt what I perceive as the re- momentum of a show, yeah. kind of. But I'm more cool with Winter Queen. Also, it's worth mentioning, yes. like Winter Queen comes after Tweezer in the Spac Show that happened this year. So, like that might be sort of playing it in my memory of it. But I'm pro Winter Queen, and I and I liked it here. But um, you know, like it wasn't anything that I was like this is an exceptional version of it or a great placement of it or anything. So um doesn't get a four. Those are the rules and we didn't make them. Yeah, we did. Um, the next <laughs> song is theme from the bottom, a Dan classic. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on theme from the bottom?
1: So this one, I gave a four and I actually, this is probably the first one in the entire show that I started comparing to older versions of, the song because the nineties okay. versions had stood out to me so much that I was like, all right, fine. Whatever, I'll just compare oh, them 90s, in my head. Nineties version. Right, not even the... not even
0: early like not even like Darien area. You're, well, you're saying, yeah.
1: because like... yeah, like the the the, the what was it ninety seven with like the Caspian or not Caspian, sorry, the
0: Oh, the Free from Free uh, Free the Free yeah, Jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, from the 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: the 90 that that thing is crazy and there's just so many other versions that we've heard so far. So, I gave it a 4, but um there's a moment when the jam is like just starting. Gordon does like this uh like walk walk up on the yeah. bass and it's like harmonizing with like what Trey is playing somehow and it's just friggin magical um and that really stood out enough for me to want to point that out so pay attention for that folks
0: yeah this is a very i mentioned it before i feel like the second set is a very uh well maybe we haven't even gotten to the meat of it yet but the uh like fishman and page are like really driving this it's kind of a show that isn't so dependent on Trey leading everything, and I feel like twenty fourteen as summer twenty fourteen as a year was the beginning of more of that. Before that, really got ratified, like in the sixteen to baker's dozen range, where it was like, oh wow, pages like straight up ratified. leading seven minutes of the this jam before Trey's even like starting to play you know like yeah there was still this this is still coming out of like tahoe's one thing but like listen to those some of those 2013 jams those disease jams like trey is just like he's spending like a lot of time in the beginning of the dance setting things up and doing and i feel like this is the he's he's really hitting the brakes a lot here and uh Going back to this, it actually was like, I I do love this uh, mode bet- where he was kind of laying off of leading some of the jams, but also it was like very playing very clearly, you know, and it wasn't just yeah, totally... Yeah. Like I like the effects, I love the effects, but you can still very clearly hear what he's doing, but he's like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Paige McConnell and his synthesizers, you know, mm. and and it's like <laughs> it's like nostalgic isn't the right word, but just sort of like, oh, you're right, this is like yeah, he was this was really exciting in that time, and now I feel like we take page like Paige's involvement in the jams maybe more for granted. This was like right at the beginning of that, so he's really he's great in the disease by the way i didn't mention that but yeah he's great on that um yeah i like this theme from the bottom um it, this uh feels to me like the prelude to the stuff that's about to come though i'm um, so glad that you said that yeah please so, continue uh, yeah i went with 3.6 um so i underranked it maybe a tiny bit but uh this feels uh doesn't quite it's it, it it's not it's not quite approaching a 4 level for the theme has to hit that like moment that's mind-boggling and this feels like they were going to get there and then they didn't quite get there but on this one but we are you know we we know where it's heading so <laughs> that's kind of my take on that um so the beginning of this whole segment that's going to take our hearts is uh, is the uh, is the mic's groove that's about to happen so so this is going to be the first episode that airs that has a mic's groove right <gasps> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that that's true. For viewers, viewers, not viewers, listeners. What are they? I don't know. Whatever you're doing out there,
1: folks. If you're watching us, that's fine. Yeah, you're the how,
0: NSA. Glad to have you on board. Hope you like the show. I appreciate. I appreciate <laughs> your enthusiasm. Yeah, you yeah. know if you're spying on us and uh you're like we thought these guys were up to illicit activities but no it's a boring podcast that's all it is um yeah I'm where I'm a little sorry for Yeah for seeing <laughs> it's a, this isn't mm-hmm. the best assignment you ever got probably but hey uh so <laughs> uh you know for people out there so we're we're heading into Mike's group here which is uh I don't usually do this but I feel like bringing it up like maybe the first time you get to it so usually it's, it's it's always a sandwich of songs that begins with mike's song and ends with wikipa groove the traditional structure as it became this was mike's song into i am hydrogen into wikipa groove but over time as they are fish and they do what they do we get these uh very different versions of it and so and also you know them opening sets with it and just playing whatever in between or kind of different things of that nature so this is kind of in between that you know we've begun the set but we get mike's song here uh to start the groove out and i thought this mike song was also sort of standard in a way but i appreciated it uh in terms of really picking up the energy great placements i went with a 4.1 on the specific mike song mike song
1: okay i went a little higher i went a four and a half and here's what i have to say about that it's it's such a coincidence you described it the way that you did as far as like a lead thing right because the Tour de France is going on right now and this song reminds me of the lead out guy in a sprint where you got the one guy who's helping the sprinter get to the the front (laughs) and give him enough momentum to get through that's what this Mike song is right yeah and I love it uh, so yeah I think I don't know if I said but yeah four and a half and uh, it's just yeah it's a such a great launch pad in itself like i love the jam generally as it is and uh yeah i felt like it just brought an energy just like gumbo does for me in the very first in the opening but unfortunately this one didn't get my extra fins although
0: what was your ranking on this one four and a half literally as you said that there was a giant thunderclap outside it was amazing it was like diabolical uh yeah, It was like the uh, Seinfeld, <gasps> or no, Simpsons, when they have the Republican meetings in the basement and there's always like a thunderclap every time they go. Um, yeah, no, Mike Song. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. This is the ramp up. This is the, we're going to put this rider out there and then the Peloton is, is just heading up and the Pel- it's about to, this whole. <laughs> well, you tried. You know, <laughs> the whole. Uh,
1: the sentiment is there. You know what I'm
0: saying. We're getting
1: the fastest guys the are fast,
0: coming. Yeah, the breakaways. I don't know,
1: man. The, uh, yeah, if this was the breakaway guy, then he's getting caught, and the peloton is is coming hard. If Mike Song is the breakaway, the yeah, because that's is, the way I feel. He's not winning the stage. Someone else is winning the stage.
0: I'm a huge fan of cycling.
1: <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. You gotta keep pedaling. Yeah.
0: So the next track uh, is gonna be. Um, I mean, it's definitely the most iconic performance from this show. And it's, uh, we probably shouldn't have wasted so much time talking about all the other shit, uh, which is going <laughs> to be The Wedge. Um, you and I both like The Wedge, I think, just in general. But this is an exemplary performance of it. Uh, as I yeah. mentioned uh, earlier, I had previously watched the two nights of webcast before this. And I actually do remember that I feeling like disease was, was cool and then, like I was into it. And then it was like Winter Queen It kind of felt like the vibe had kind of gone to like, oh, this is going to be a good show. But, you know, and obviously this is why you never doubt the fish and their powers, because uh, this is uh, potentially the greatest version of The Wedge ever played. I mean, I would assume that that's true. Um, It's in listening back to it. I was thinking about how there's so many iconic jams from this period that I really love. Uh, listening to that in a way I have to almost get into like an intellectual mind of remembering what they were and what they meant at the time. And at first I was kind of doing that with this. And then I realized like this, every second of this jam is just super fun to listen to. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the moment where they break away from him, the wedge proper and just sort of go, go their own direction with it. And then it, and this does feel at least initially very Trey-led, which is different than like a lot of the jamming that happens in the set, but um, Paige eventually kind of grabs the reins. Um, it's impossible not to bring up the fact that at a certain point uh, later on in the jam, Fishman starts <laughs> playing the beat to the wedge again, Pretty probably pretty certain that they're going to go back into it, and Trey says no, and then begins basically playing something <laughs> that is... Uh, often described as the Paradise City jam. I mean, it sounds a lot like Paradise City. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on that without knowing that offhand. <laughs> no, but I can hear yeah. it now. I mean, it's... Uh, my thing is, like, yeah, it's three chords. Like, we don't... we You know, the fact that he played them in that order and in that rhythm... It, it, I don't think he had that in mind specifically, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you're playing A, D, and G and you're having a good time in a rock show, Paradise City chords might kind of come up. Um, yeah, I I don't... I gave the wedge my extra fins for a set, too. Um, good for you. Wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. Is that... do, do I Am I correct in saying you didn't do that for oh. this? <laughs> oh, my dear sweet man. Just you wait. I
1: did give this microphone, okay. okay? Um but stay tuned. Uh there's a part in in this too, right? Where just as the jam hits like that open yeah. area, you know, where it gets like spacey, where Gordo's effects are just like the sexiest sound I've ever heard. And then he starts playing this like repetitive thing and it really reminded me of Phil Lesh, kind of like a like a dark star type of thing going on <laughs> uh, with the bass.
0: But like, for real though, you're not joking. Uh,
1: but it, but in all yeah. seriousness though, there was uh, there's like a huge he does yeah. this. It's like a rolling thing, and it's totally like a Phil Lesh moment. Um, yeah, he... But the effects that he's using at the same time, just like
0: oh gosh, yes, he has, he has some big moments here. Made my pants tight. Yeah, he has some big moments here in this, these, in these, uh, in this song and the next one. Just I think the novelty of the wedge in a second set getting this kind of treatment is just insane and can't be ignored. About how crazy it was, specifically at the time too, where right. I think like there was just like a hunger for that in the fan base. Not to be like I represent the fan base or whatever, but like. <laughs> you know the idea of like yeah well they can take uh, tweezer out and Carini or whatever but like the idea that they could just turn that style of jamming onto a song like the wedge out of nowhere did still really really mean something in a way that again <laughs> it's i don't want to bring up baker's doesn't like it's negative or something <laughs> like that'd be a weird thing to do <laughs> but like in a post Baker's yeah but in like in a post Baker's dozen world like in a post lawn boy world we're just in a world it's like oh yeah yeah no they 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 just they can do it when they want to like if they're dead you know it's just a matter of feeling it and when they want to feel it and so this was really pretty this was really insane and amazing at the time and I still really remember it when it was happening like wait are they still but it's the wedge but they're just gonna okay all right
1: Wedge it in a sandwich, you know. They what wedge I mean?
0: it right in, and boy, is it yeah! Like that is they hilarious. They really wedged it in. I'm guessing that yeah, they didn't think about the sandwich implications. But Paige, we never know, you know. Well, yeah. Page, yeah, Paige, obviously we, don't, we Bob, don't know.
1: Doesn't he? It's always on his mind.
0: When they hit the point where they come back, like it ends logically, and then Trey comes back in with the wedge riff. Like, is that the best rip cord of all time? <laughs> like he's like he's like. Yeah. Oh, no, and that now is actually the time I should record this back into the song, so...
1: It's absurdly Yeah,
0: I mean, so... Yeah, it, there's... there's. Uh, I think we've done a good job. If if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to The Wedge, come on. From Chicago 14, what are you doing?
1: Go do it. Go. Why are you listening to us still? Come on.
0: What are you doing? Come on. Uh, The next song is Ghost Pog, <laughs> which was a phenomenon that was happening at this time um man this is uh what a stretch here the the uh you can say that again say it again say it again (laughs) what a stretch here no that was
1: yeah, my pants stretching from how great. So this did you is. give?
0: Did you you didn't give wedge extra fins? Oh, I gave okay. wedge extra fins. Did you go with a five? I would like to
1: make it a true daily double, okay. Alex, and put extra fins on Ghost as well.
0: I, I went with a five because I I play by the rules. So you know, well, <laughs> that's your own fault <laughs> <laughs> that I created. Um, we don't need no stinking rules. <laughs> well, what do you think about Ghost, Dan? This is unbelievable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just nuts. They just it doesn't there's no slowing it's down not between a fucking wedge it it just, It's
0: just insane. <laughs> just boom. They're just
1: like, Oh, do you like that? Do you like that? I can only I just imagine people were probably just walking around the pit just like, What is happening right now? Help somebody help. Oh, the humanity. This is just too amazing. There's like the talking head type sounding jam that they've got going on. And also, okay, at with like about three minutes into the jam. If you listen close, Paige is playing two completely different patterns on, I think, completely different keyboards. Yeah. At the exact where same time,
0: the, you know, where he's got like one hand on the synth and one hand on the yes, regular and it
1: string. is, yeah. it is, it is unbelievably mind-boggling to hear it back. I like rewound it and was like, <laughs>
0: what the fuck? Yeah, he's get- how he he's he's incredible you brought up mike actually this is a moment where i mean mike is a always a big you know always kind of the lead player in some ways on ghost jams but this has like a like a disco vibe going on for a period too yeah. which is yeah. like they had kind of was like something they kind of touched touched on in the the disco thing was like something they'd kind of touched on like the 2010 verse there's one where i remember they do like a bunch of like they do like thriller and stuff in the middle. They do like, you know, it kind of turns into like a cover fest, but yeah, like uh, <laughs> back when that was, you know, they, you know, it was, the times were different back then, but no, it's like you could, I mean, but the thing was like, yeah, this one has this, this one has this like dance, dancey vibe to it, but it also kind kind of, um, it, it just, it feels like there isn't a moment out of place on it, right? Like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of, yeah. Um, I, I do think that, sometimes with like jamming on songs that like, even like a disease or even sometimes like a normal ghost jam or like, uh, I don't know, Piper or something. Well, there, we, we kind of take for granted that there's going to be like a few minutes of just like, you know, good jamming, but well, just, yeah, just like, like yeah. I, I look at like, disease, like down with disease. Like it's like when the jam starts, it's like putting on a pot of water to boil, you know, it's like, yeah, it's going to take a few minutes, you know, it's so, like, they're, they're, they're going to figure out, you know, there's a, it's like, this is just part of like, you have to kind of just, you know, like when you're in the audience and everyone's pumped that they're playing it. And then when it gets to the jam at the beginning, that's like the moment you can stop dancing and drink a beer and just right. kind of like stretch exactly. before you like, okay, this is going another you're 14 like, oh. minutes. So I can like, I take a breather. Um, this ghost, I mean, just from the word go just to the last note, there's just, it's just relentless. And then, it changes keys to a major key, which Ghost does all the time, but it's done really well. The kind of, like, disco-y vibe really <laughs> threw me off, because I didn't remember at all that that happened in this version, so really fun. Um, it was like the Peloton, you know? It was kind of... <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um. So... Uh, yeah, like I said, I I gave, I gave. Let me, I'll give it seven fins. How about that? Here we go. I'll give it extra. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, Throw a couple. Throw a, See how easy yeah, that is? Throw a couple on there. We can, yeah, <laughs> you'll get used to. It. Um, so then we close out Mike's groove here. We pot groove. Give
1: <clears> me <throat> more.
0: Oh, um, great. Uh,
1: five more fins. Slamming yeah.
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I went the same way. I don't know. I mean, I don't just know what fucking, else you the you transition
1: know. into weekabog right? Pretty, like,
0: pretty great stuff. And then it's not maybe a five fin version in and of itself as the song, but I, it, it, this is exactly. where a placement just rides but, me out. It's like, what you know? Come on,
1: boom. Yeah. The way there's no, it just slides into it, and you're just like, ugh. And this late in the set too, like you're you're not you can, you're not ready for this. You can't <laughs> handle that. It's. My legs would have given out. Like that's just so much. And uh, Gordo's just all over that intro. And then the ghost back into ghost. Yeah. Which, so that doesn't count as that's a ghost jam. They call it. Yeah.
0: I, it's it's it's. That's not
1: back into ghost. Why is it not back? Well, into this was ghost? a debate. <laughs> this was
0: a debate that was happening at the time. Uh, yeah. I mean the the ghostapog thing. I would say
1: it's very similar to the Wolfman's. Party right?
0: Yeah, from from uh, uh, New Year's twenty eighteen. Yeah,
1: where where they're like, oh, they this is a party. They played jams of party time or party time teases, or they're jammed on a ghost type jam. It's no. Do they really need to play the whole song for you guys to to just get with the program? Get just get with the program. It was back. It was back into ghost. They didn't stop. Yeah. There's no stopping. So it's not te- If 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 they either hadn't played it yet or had stopped then i guess i could see tees but they don't stop they they just kept rolling so to me it's it's one back to the other and then back into the weak the, and then again like they just
0: yeah it's like a very small performance of in they also do kind of there's 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 a, tr- uh, there's a little bit of a stash tease that happens and then there's also on Fish.net, they credit uh San Jose which is like a I, I believe that that is a Frey King song um but that's like a guitar mm. melody that you hear Trey play a bunch uh in this period uh yeah in terms of <laughs> in terms of the uh uh the whole ghost to pog thing so like um 12 30 13 there was ghost into week of pog. uh that also happened at the first show of summer 2014. And then it happened here. Um, So actually in researching it, I felt like there, I thought there had been more than three, but at the time it felt like that was something that was going to happen more often. I mean, yeah, it's uh, just incredible. I just love this stretch and it feels like, um, you know, that's where I think the kind of disease winter queen theme and even Mike song part of the show as good as they are, like that, I guess, third quarter of the show just kind of feels like, you know, the runway to what takes off in <laughs> Wedge, Ghost, Week-a-pog. Like is how
1: the third quarter of this show feels like the sun's third quarter yeah. last <laughs> night. <laughs> there, there we go.
0: So yeah, uh, we got pod Groove, so you and I are both big on that. Anyway, so then the next one is First Tube. <clears throat> um, I love First Tube. This feels... Actually slightly uh al- almost like it wasn't needed <laughs> just because of how great it <laughs> ended, but you know, I'm not gonna punish First Dupe for being in its rightful slot here. Uh so I went with it. The-
1: yeah, one thing I think I would say is that I would I would have maybe moved it to the encore instead. Yeah. Of what happened.
0: Yeah, um, so I went with a I went with a four point five on first dube. Okay. No, other, I, I don't know. Nothing other than just I, I don't know. Yeah, like it felt. Yeah, I think I. Uh, Four point
1: five sounds good. I didn't actually even rate it because it just kind of is there. It blends yeah. into the. the we rest. we so love it's just like a, the end. Of we that. love first tube. I love yeah. first tube though. I have it's one of the ones. Really
0: it's kind of. I I thought about doing this as an intro segment one time, like songs where, like especially in three point where it's just hard to rank because it's like yeah, you know,
1: songs that I think are going to be sand that aren't yeah.
0: there's that too there's that element of it uh R.I.P. tony but yeah we got um because it's this this show does have like for as good as it is it does have like three really predictable set openers and closers right walls of walls of the cave down with the season first tube are like just like the like if you had a you know, if you were drafting songs for what's going to open and close the set, you know, I wouldn't have picked gumbo maybe, but other than that, <laughs> it's pretty standard. Um, yeah. The rest of it. And then accurate. speaking of standard, we get zeroed at the end of the uh, show here on the encore. You and I are both fans of getting zeroed.
1: I do enjoy it a lot, but um, in this case I enjoyed it less. Really?
0: Okay. I thought yeah, it was okay. I, I mean,
1: I don't know why it was still good, but I just, I felt like I was waiting for something else. I don't know what, though.
0: There's sometimes, I, with this stuff, I I'm not exactly sure, and I don't remember from the night, that they can't go over a certain amount of time, you know? <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I've always wondered, like, because, yeah, it would seem like this is the third night of a really great run. Like, they could have pulled, I don't know, Fluffhead or Divided Like, you know, they could have gone crazy. Right,
1: hear hear me out here. Here's what they okay. should have done. At the end of set two, instead of first tube, they should have ended... With Weka Pog and then sang an acapella. Oh, yeah. I like that. And then come out for the encore and done first, too. Okay.
0: Okay. See, I'd, I'd go with, like, lock it I'd in. go with the way it was, but then throw in Fluffhead here or Divided, You know, go for, like, a... Yeah. Go for... divided it. Go for, for the... Really ju- cool. Antelope, but they already did Antelope earlier in the run, so you can't do that. But something, you know, something like Bowie. You know, bug into Bowie, I don't know or something like. Um, but you know, buggy, buggy. But again, maybe like they were thinking like, oh, I'll do the wedge now. This will last six minutes, and then it was like however long it was, and he's like, oh, <laughs> and then they're like, you know, oh i actually kind of had of time. Um, but yeah, this is this was really fun to revisit. Uh, 2014. It's funny because I was thinking when I was revisiting this show, I listened to the, all the Chicago shows. I listened to uh, the Randall's Island. (laughs) This is not bragging. (laughs) This is just statement of fact. Um, And I was thinking like, this is like a funny how uh, I often go back to 2013. I often go back to 2017 Baker's dozen stuff or 2015 um, or like some of the newer shows like get in there. And 14 for some reason is a year that sometimes slips through the cracks for me. And like having, been like assigned to re-listen to it i was uh you know i it was really great and amazing and i'm always surprised by how uh how much i love these classic years of the 3.0 era (laughs) the classic old (laughs) classic new old fish seven years ago seven fucking years ago man a long time that's the thing is like you know it's it's like The new fish. It's like this is not new anymore. This existed a long time ago. Yeah,
1: and the the new fish is even better, which is just. Whew!
0: This is very true. This is very true. All right. Well, we will see everybody next time. It's good to be back. On, I say that every time. We will see everybody next time on a very very special episode of Five Fins. See everybody then.
1: Bye, everybody.